0: Gun. Dookie's been here for years, isn't he?
1: dookie radio show hello 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 that is one hello more than what rupaul does when he's male rupaul hello 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 greetings it's been a long while hello marsha mcdonald
0: hey dookie everyone what up
1: and easter hugs and kisses and all that good stuff to sylvia silversmith Oh, you too dookie drag race is amazing Ah, oh, tell me about it
0: i think it's the best thing that's happened to me this year
1: Really, are you a, a late arrival to the world of RuPaul well, yes. and Drag Race?
0: Yes, I mean, absolutely. I mean, I didn't start watching it, and then that's when I got you into it. I always, like, would try to tune into it, and I would just see lots of people fighting in a, in a room. Mm. And I would just think, I, I don't want to see people fighting.
1: I used to think it was just one long bitch fest. Yes. But it isn't.
0: And then I, watched the, I started to watch the first series, which apparently I know now, and you know now, mm. is notorious for how bad the lighting is. I
1: don't know what lighting they use. I have no idea what filters they used. It... it <laughs> Is one of the most aesthetically unpleasing programs yes. to watch. So not not because of the, the participants. Yes. They're they're fierce. They're wonderful, yes. But the way it was filmed is incredible.
0: So I couldn't, I couldn't, I was like, okay, so it's a bunch of people fighting and you can hardly see them because mm. of these lights. So I just sort of tuned out, mm. you know, years ago. And then I was in a dark place last year at Dookie. So I decided, and I, I got turned down for a job. And it, I just sat and ate donuts for three months. And I thought, while I'm sitting here eating donuts, I might as well, you know, maybe Drag Race will do it for me. And it did. It was like magic. It was like an elixir.
1: So RuPaul's Drag Race became your Prozac.
0: It resurrected me from the deep, which is very apt on today.
1: It's We are recording Today's this date. on Easter Sunday. Yes. So this episode of the Dookie Radio Show really is a resurrection of our fine podcast.
0: Dookie, I tell you what, Rue and Michelle Visage and the fabulous queens, they resurrected me. I put down the donuts. Mm. I got myself off the sofa. Right. I wiped my tears away. I got myself together. Ooh, girl. I got to the gym. I, you know, I just got, you know, I just got my life back. It was amazing.
1: Hallelujah, RuPaul. Hallelujah
0: to the Queens, I tell you what.
1: And did Marsha join you on this particular journey? Incidentally, for those listeners who are new to the Dukey Radio Show, hello, welcome. Marsha and Sylvia cohabitate. They live together, not as a couple, but as partners in crime of rooms. a residential sharing yeah realness
0: let's not try to be you know we, <laughs> what do you what do you call it flatmates i yeah sorry you're flatmates sitting yes. here trying to get this coffee down me
1: right and you have a one of those travel cups
0: i like a travel cup um, even though mm. this is a home brew oh so and you i only didn't... came here from home which isn't that far right but you know, I lo- you know, even when I'm at home, I still use the travel cup. Right. Because I like to keep my coffee warm for as long as possible, and it's yeah. got a lid. <laughs> right?
1: Does it make, make it feel as though you're out and about on the road, even when you're just going from sofa to kitchen?
0: Yeah, I don't care about that. Right. I just care. Anyway, to answer your question, uh, drag race? Yeah, I like drag. I like me some drag race. I like it. Yeah, you know. You know, what's not to like? I Indeed. mean, you get a bunch of fierce queens who can put an outfit together and look amazing, mm. right? A lot of them can sing, they can dance, they can do comedy. They're they're funny when they're not on stage. You know, all of that, you know what's not to love, right?
1: Absolutely. It's Absolutely. amazing.
0: And it resurrected our our self. It did, you know, from dark times of sitting on the sofa. You know, I was having to go to the store every morning to get her daily donut <laughs> supply.
1: You know what I mean? And, and donuts are not easy to get, really, in in UK. You have to go. Uh, not not every place sells them.
0: Yeah, Th- no, this Duke, isn't the U.S. Had, of A. No, just up the road. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so had to get her. You know, I felt like I was supplying her with like you know, drugs or something like she had to have them, you know, and then you're in that kind of conundrum of do I want to feed this terrible habit, but if I don't, you know, she's going to fall apart. So, you know, it's kind of, you know, kind of a train spotting deal, but <laughs> instead of smack, it was like Belgian chocolate. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> choose a donut. Hit choose well, life.
0: Hit well, Dookie, I chose the donuts for a while. Oh, chose dear. Chose them for a while, Dookie.
1: And this job that you didn't get, may I ask?
0: Assholes.
1: Right. <laughs> I'm going
0: to answer for her because she's too nice to say they're, they're, can I, yeah, I can swear. How, where are we? How long has it been? Fucking assholes, man. Fucking dicks. Whoa. This dicks, these people.
1: There are other employees. There
0: are, you know, dicks out there. <laughs> Fucking dicks.
1: And, and Sylvia, you're just nodding. So this is not hyperbole that we're playing with from Marsha's perspective. I
0: prepared for this interview for three months. Oh, dear. I had to do three months worth of... like Because you had to put in this whole proposal. It wasn't like a job job. It was like for freelance work. Right. And and it took me like months to write the the proposals. And, And then they call you up to say, okay, you've been successful for an interview. And then... And then they made me wait 2 weeks before they told me that I'd failed. Ooh. So those 2 weeks were just f- horrible. Ouch. Dookie, I swear to God, she had to stop me from go- cuz I know where they are. They're in Temple, right? right. That's w- you know what's around Temple? Well, there's a certain academic institution oh, there. Oh, yes. Okay. You, one
1: that I have direct associations uh, with. Do you? Yes.
0: Yeah. You know, they're they're big. They're major.
1: Yes. Right?
0: And I know where they are. Now you know where they are. Yes. I will go down there and I will tear out some fucking asses, man. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> you treat Sylv like that, you know, dicks.
1: Oh, good heavens. They weren't very nice, Dookie. Well, it doesn't sound it.
0: So, you know, but these things happen.
1: Well, indeed. And did you at least enjoy the donuts that you were having on a regular basis? Like the first hundred. Right. And then after that, it just became painful.
0: you You know, I was doing it while the tour was still on. So... You know, the Tour de France. Yes. So, which I like. So I'm sitting there watching some of the world's finest and most elite athletes Mm. on this earth. You know, some of the finest honed machines for bodies, you know, cycle their asses a hundred miles up a mountain. Mm. And I'm shoving donuts in my
1: face. Triumph of the human endeavor. It was, yeah. Sylvia Silversmith. And just people cycling up hills, Tour de France.
0: Yeah, you know. And what are they on? They're on like the Gatorade.
1: Well, maybe well, a couple of other. Well, know, well, that well, might
0: be debatable. Uh, but yes. you know, we don't want to get sued. We
1: we don't want to go there.
0: You know, oh. maybe a, a protein bar. You know, yes or
1: two or, or two three, or yes.
0: Dookie, they're you know they're just on the jam sandwiches.
1: It, well, indeed. And wrong. what am I? Anyway. But thanks to RuPaul. RuPaul. You were able to put the donuts down and to engage with the real world. dookie's favorites. I
0: mean, Bob the Drag Queen. Marvelous. If you if listeners haven't seen Bob the C- drag queen's comedy stand up, it's really good. Called Suspiciously Large Woman.
1: Yes, it's on Prime, Amazon Prime.
0: It was super good. Mm. Uh, Latrice Royale, amazing. Oh, fabulous. Uh, Monet Exchange, wonderful. Mm. Um, Jinx
1: Monsoon. <gasps> the three of us went to see Jinx-y, Jinx Monsoon uh, perform in the West End. Lover. A talent powerhouse. <gasps>
0: Dukey. Dookie, if, you know, if I could go back in time and Mother Nature could guarantee that I would have a sunstroke daughter, just like Jinx Monsoon, I would have so had kids. So had kids. So, oh, her show. Wasn't it amazing? A talent powerhouse. That's like the only other good thing that's happened to me in 2019. I mean, it's amazing. Well, we've
1: mentioned last year was poo. Yes. and And from the sounds of it, thus far, yeah. 2019. Uh, Happy New Year, by the way. <laughs>
0: Yes, Happy New Year, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) They say that in Seinfeld. I once got Happy New Year in March. (laughs) You know, it's like... So, yeah, not going too well...
1: Oh. So, RuPaul, now on series 11, is keeping you going.
0: I know. Well, we've all finally caught up. So, we're all current.
1: Mm, which now. is great. Yes, it's in a way we're watching it in real time.
0: It's amazing. I mean, when I die and I'm resurrected and re what do they call it? Re- reincarnated. I'm still coming back as a drag queen.
1: I mean, you and me both. And in terms of, of, um, resurrections in terms of rebranding um, one of the reasons why we've had a little bit of a gap between episodes on the Dukey radio show it's quite accidental in the new year we made not one but two count them two attempts at rebranding the Dukey radio show yeah first we opted for skip to the end yeah a theme song was written yeah we found out there was another fine podcast called skip to the end we then decided to go with saved from deletion which is a nice moniker
0: yeah it's been kind of a clusterfuck yes you know so it kind of echoes other things going on in the world
1: well yes there is that
0: you know like some people were happy about new names, some people weren't.
1: Let's face it, the, the bottom line is that um, us trying to get a new name for this podcast is akin to the B word, to Brexit. Oh, uh, yeah, well. And regardless of where you stand on this issue, it, it, it's confusing. I mean, ultimately, we didn't know what we were doing with the new podcast yeah we didn't know what changes we would need to make yeah we we didn't know how these changes would affect us yeah and even how in terms of different territories would we be allowed to use this name and to keep up the dukey radio show traditions um uh, across uh, the pond and across the english sea and the north sea and all of that so yeah it got a little bit confusing um for us
0: yeah, I don't know. Just the Dookie radio show just seems to kind of do it, doesn't it?
1: Indeed. Indeed. So you're stuck with, with my name, I'm afraid.
0: That's all right. You know, I just think, you know, there's a lot of podcasts out there and, uh, you know, there's a lot of competition. I just found out Will Young has a podcast.
1: Oh, Young at Heart
0: no, no, it's, uh, but that's cute. You know, you, you're you clever.
1: No, uh, I'm
0: not. I think it's, oh God, I can't remember. But yeah, I can't remember. Anyway, but it's not his name. I know that.
1: Oh, so he's gone for a, you know, a question or a title or a moniker yeah, yeah, or a phrase. Yeah,
0: yeah, because it's him and somebody else. It's mm. an LGBTQ right. podcast. Oh, okay. And, you know, so there's a lot of podcasts out there. And, you know, I guess the three of us kind of had a crisis of faith. Yes. You know, like priests do.
1: Theological doubt. Yeah,
0: priests, you know, apparently they go through this thing where all of a sudden they just doubt everything. You know, it's kind of like that. Mm. And, you know, we just kind of had to come through it. And we did. And we did.
1: Sometimes you need to travel thousands of miles away to realize that what you wanted was right there at home.
0: Yeah, Dookie, we used to do a movie. Touchstone Films. That's very good. Right. You're a funny guy.
1: In a way, we've we've done not a 180, but a 360.
0: Yeah, came all the way back round again. But, you know, you're happy, right?
1: I'm happy. It's just great to be back again. It's good. Which is very, very, very nice. It's very good. And in terms of things coming back again, I've been struck with a recent trend in the world of cinema and in the world of theatre. Yeah. The one thing that seems to be happening is that Any big film, with the emphasis on the word big, from yesteryear is now being turned into a musical. Oh, yeah. I've seen this.
0: Mm. I've seen this all over the the tube stations, and I'm just like, oh, wow. So the movie Big is being turned into a musical.
1: Tom Hanks is charming in the film. It's a very popular film. Does it need to have all of that West End excitement? Isn't Clueless
0: a musical? I could be making that up. Now, Clueless I, might I be a musical. I believe so. Mm.
1: So, yeah. I mean, it's basically, you start looking at films from yesteryear, films from the 70s, 80s, 90s and beyond, and you start to think, you know, which one will be next? You know, which which film is is going to suddenly be arriving on our West End stages You think it's anything from the 80s So is the 80s the glory yes, period
0: it seems like that's a, big, a big thing mm. Like if, if you were a movie In the 80s You better strap him because you're soon to be A musical in the West End
1: mm. Does that mean Uncle Buck the musical Jesus,
0: Who remembers that movie Was that with the
1: John Candy, John Candy. and John Candy and uh, Macaulay Culkin
0: <laughs> you started to do the theme tune there
1: Yeah Well, was... I, I feel
0: like I want to hear the rest of that
1: <laughs> Yeah, Dukey, let's I've not, I remember the trailer to that so well It, it featured Turnloke's that? Wild Thing And, you know, Paramount Pictures presents John Candy <laughs> McCully Culkin, you know, you've got a lot more hair in your nose than my dad. John Candy. Gibby. Gibby. As Uncle Buck, the new comedy from John wow. Hughes. You have much more hair in your nose than my dad. How nice of you to notice. I'm a kid, that's my job.
0: Is that for real? Is that really from the trailer? Yes, that oh, is wow. from the trailer. Who remembers that? <laughs>
1: so I, I do, clearly.
0: You know what I did, Dookie? Speaking of Tone Loke, mm. I made the mistake of. Uploading him on my Spotify.
1: what the track "Wild" thing.
0: No, it's actually Funky Cole Medina.
1: A good track with slightly dubious lyrics. Yeah, cause
0: I so I remember liking it. You know, whenever it was. Big. Mm. And so I was just looking. And I was like, oh, I'll upload that because I need music in the gym. And then I'm listening to it and I'm thinking, oh, this is about date rape.
1: This brother told me a secret on how to get more chicks. Put a little Medina in your glass and the girls will come real quick. Yes.
0: So, you know, there's stuff on my Spotify that I'm thinking, oh, I probably, yeah, this isn't good. Mm. And it's a little homophobic, too. Yeah.
1: Sheena was a man, so I threw up mouth. I don't fool around with no Oscar Mayawena. You must be sure that the girl is pure for the funky gold Medina. I mean, ultimately, Tone Loke made it clear he had no plans with a man. Ain't no plans with a man. There's- yes.
0: So it's the, uh, what was it, the Oscar Mayer wiener? Yes. Yeah, that song had to, yeah. I was like, I don't need to hear this anymore. In
1: the track Wild Thing, he's confronted with prostitution, where Is a, a woman know? that who he reckons fancies him mm-hmm. informs him after the flirtation has proven to be quite uh, successful that yes. yes. she gets paid $50 yes. to make him holler. Yes. I need $50 to make you holler. I get paid to do the wild thing. Yeah. yeah. I'll still have least a Vista baby to Tom Loke for yourself then.
0: Yeah.
1: Vista, baby.
0: You know, sorry. As an aside, I just thought I'd just throw that out there. That yeah, that wasn't so good. Mm.
1: Yeah, you know, I'm done. Goodness, the idea of like thinking about like musical artists from the '80s and '90s who now have a name that's tarnished. I can't think of any others. It, no. it only seems to be Tom Lehrer. It's
0: very odd. Mm. Very odd indeed. You know, a very isolated incident. Mm. So yeah, I. I don't know, are there any other, did they do a musical of Godfather or am I making that up in my head?
1: <laughs> oh my word, it, it's going wow. to happen. If they haven't, it will happen soon.
0: Wow, I mean, that, see <laughs> I'd go see that. I would definitely go, you know, Dookie, I can already see the wheels turning in your head. I am Italian,
1: he's Italian.
0: I am Italian,
1: he's Italian. Ooh.
0: Yeah, I don't know, I think you got to get a horse's head in
1: there. Listen, I was just using that uh, that initial theme.
0: <gasps> oh, I get it. Yeah, okay, that's, that's pretty what good. That's okay.
1: the whole trilogy. I haven't seen that movie in a while, so. I have incredibly fond memories of it, and in the back of my brain, and indeed the front of it, and the bits to the side, <laughs> mm. it's, it, you know, it's a masterpiece. Yeah. Coppola delivered the goods. Yeah. I just, I'm reticent to revisit it because I, I don't want it to have dated. But something tells me it's still going to stand on its own two feet and on its horse's head.
0: I, I'm trying to think about it. So they did Big. They've done clueless <clears> They've o- done...
1: Obviously, Mamma Mia really kick-started the whole trend. Yeah. But they had music in it already. It was yeah, a, they had music in it with already. with music. Whereas, yes. you know, Big... You know, apart from the scene in which Tom Hanks and Robert Loggia, yeah, Robert Loggia, Robert Loggia, a man with uh, a Mediterranean surname, right, uh, and he uh, are dancing on that huge piano—the
0: iconic scene,
1: Mm. yes—and Robert Loggia. I
0: think
1: it's Robert Loggia. Yes, anyway, anyway, that's the only musical scene in it, if memory serves. So, like a lot of these things, you need to add music to it. You need to take a line from the film, and that becomes a song that's specifically written for the new musical.
0: What other musicals
1: are they doing? I mean, the one thing is, I mean, the 1980s. Obviously, you know, you, you, films like Big lend themselves to it. Yes. Um, Uncle Buck probably wouldn't, but there's some way to. Yes, because you're make the only work. person
0: on Earth that remembers that movie. It's a well-loved
1: film. I mean, it's, okay. it's, a, it's a popular film. Okay. It wasn't up there with uh, Home Alone. Yes. In terms of popularity. Yes, yes. Home Alone could easily become a musical, I suppose. Yes. Who's that knocking on my door? Who's that knocking on my door? I'm alone. You know, that kind of thing.
0: (laughs) What the listeners are going to miss there is a little musical of flourishes, the dramatic hands. You know, not like jazz hands, but like musical hands.
1: I mean, personally, I feel that the people who put these musicals together. Yeah. And who are inspired by cinema. Need to go back a little bit further to the 1970s. Right. And The Omen.
0: Was that the 70s? 1970s.
1: Oh, okay. Mid 70s for the first one, later 70s for the sequel. Oh, okay. And I think early 80s for number three. Dookie, you can't make a musical out of that because I saw the first
0: minute of that and I about it wet my pants right there.
1: It's a scary film.
0: Are they going to make a musical out of that?
1: Um, well, they could. Okay. Like, in my head, they've yes. already done it. Yes. And th- the fact is that the Dookie Radio Show is no stranger to musicals. Um, a couple of years ago, 2016, the lovely Ben Wood, dear friend and a friend of the Dookie Radio Show, a yes. past guest. Yes. Um, we spoke at length about uh, a Lionel Richie-themed musical. All night long, in brackets, feel good, feel good. And two feel goods? Yeah. Wow. It may have so, been one. I may have embellished it since.
0: Can I get two tickets for all night long, mm. feel good, feel good? Yes. Is that what you have to do Like when you go up to the box office?
1: Yeah, they. if okay. you just say all night long... They, they, will, won't, they, know. Will know. they yeah, won't know. They won't know. It's really, the feel good's important. Yes, okay. Maybe when, when Ben and myself were exploring the options of, you know, what would be involved, it may have been just one feel good. But uh, <laughs> do check that episode out. from 2016. I don't remember the exact month. And, you know, we we went deep. And, you know, there was a West End delivery right. to, to the music and that, you know. It's like, you know, well, my friends, the time has come. You know, that kind of thing. It would be like that. Now, the Omen version you know yes. could have that. Yes. That element to it. Yes. And I also feel that it needs to be informative so that people who maybe aren't that familiar with the Omen... Yes. ...will leave there knowing a hell of a lot about the Omen. Okay. You know, so it's but, educational. Yeah. Okay. So... Instead of it being about the characters in the film, yes. it can be about the actors who portrayed them. Right. To, to give a bit more kudos to the whole franchise of films. Right. So, for instance, the father of the devil incarnate. The Omen, just so you know, is about a kid, son of diplomatic parents. Yes. Which naturally resonates yes, with me. Yeah, I don't know anyway, where let, let's go that there, would resonate. Who discovers that he's the devil incarnate and basically anybody who bullies this kid who makes life difficult for this kid yes you know enjoys the wrath of satan right and um and you know the father's played by gregory peck yes the late armenian american actor right listen he was armenian before the kardashians he was trendy no, as that's fuck. pretty trendy indeed
0: yeah he was ahead of his time
1: wonderful speaking voice Hear that kind of mid-Atlantic thing happening. I'm Gregory Peck. He's one of those. Right. Uh, Lee Remick, blonde-haired actress, uh, also no longer with us. I'm thinking instead of mentioning the well, the characters' names, you, you mentioned mention the actors' names. So, you know, there's a, a fairly intense scene where Gregory Peck's character, you know, dies, and you know you'd have music to suit. Yeah. So, ah, heck, Gregory Peck, he's just died. Oh, my, ah, heck, Gregory Peck, where is he? He's dead!
0: Dookie, you're like Andrew Lloyd, what's it?
1: Andrew Lloyd B-52s. This yeah, all sounds I mean, a little yeah. bit Mr. Schneider. Oh yeah.
0: oh, yeah, you're like Andrew Lloyd Webber and Mr. Schneider. Yes. Yeah, you're like they had a baby.
1: Indeed. Which uh, is weird. And there's a, a great scene in that film when Damien Omen, yeah, the devil incarnate... When he starts to realise that things are not so godly, mm. he realises that there's a, a mark on his scalp. Right. Um, which resonates with his birthday, which is the sixth of June, nineteen sixty-six. Uh, of course, yeah. So he's got six six six. I think mean, you can incorporate some Iron Maiden into it. Oh yeah. You know, six uh, six six, the number of the beast. Not just the beast. It's on my head. You know that kind of thing.
0: Wow. I mean, I'm just so sorry that the listeners aren't getting all these little, you know, the little hands, the little flourishes.
1: Six 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 is on his head. Six 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 on his head. Six six six, the number. Of Oh, the beast, the beast is on my head. Whew.
0: Why am I seeing that as a tap number?
1: Oh, because it is. I did some oh, jazz okay, hands, Yeah, because there's a bit of hands mm. there.
0: Yeah, I think that needs to be
1: tap. <laughs> <laughs> the intro to Iron Maiden's original lends itself to tap. Does it? <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. I can see it. Yeah.
1: You can maybe even get some audience participation into it.
0: With like We'd Get a, somebody
1: to, you know, direct it with a with a baton.
0: Oh, yeah, that's good. You know, everybody's got to be wearing, like, bowler hats.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. and, like, taking
0: them on and off and doing all the and, and when they take them on and off, like, I don't know, like, you'd have to have the technology for this, but they have, like, a 666 light up across their foreheads or something.
1: Yes, and maybe a little bit of comedy. You know, yeah. whoa, Damien, bad haircut. Check this out, Lisa. Oh! Oh! <laughs> because she just saw the 666.
0: Okay, yeah, that's, that's good. Mm. I'm going to see this. I'm definitely going to uh, see uh, it.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, there's a, a scene in The Omen where somebody gets beheaded. So there must be a song, you know, about losing your head.
0: Like in their head. Head can, over
1: heels. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah, and their head can roll <laughs> off into the audience. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like absolutely. somebody catches it, you know, like at a baseball game.
1: Um, in order to, you know, reap some of the, the big 1980s retro uh, dollar pound yeah. there are other currencies yeah yeah you, know, you could even have some like 1980s songs in it which in the case of number of the beast we are doing that's a, a, yeah. a an early 80s concern from yeah. iron maiden you could have uh for the beheading scene tears for fears head over heels oh, yeah. wonderful track uh, that's good and then that could also be the background music to a bit of romance where damien's character has a bit of puppy love
0: oh yeah And uh, uh, uh sir Lloyd Webber, whatever the hell you call him mm. uh, if you're listening yeah, you want to get in touch
1: you <laughs> know because yes. you
0: two are just ma- you're made for this and get crap. Mr.
1: Schneider from the B52s here, oh, yeah. you know to, possibly to you know, be the the narrator
0: to of be of everything uh, yes. okay yeah
1: you're like hi everybody welcome to the west end this is a different kind of show does anybody remember the Omen? Listen, it doesn't matter because in the next two hours, we're going to tell you all about it. Follow me. You know, (laughs) boom. And then he guides you through all of the ovens.
0: Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. That's, yeah. You know, the ticket prices in my head have just increased by about, you know, 20 pounds right there. You know, they started off being like 40. Now they're 60. Yes. You know, pretty soon it's going to be 70. Well, you know, you got Fred Schneider, man. I mean. Yeah. You know, and, and it's got to be at a big theatre in the West End, right? Oh,
1: huge. Yeah, massive. Huge, yes. You know, shit is going to get real. Yeah, I'm going to see it. The only thing I'm not sure how to tackle is, you know, you had Damien Omen in the first one, you know, aged roughly nine or ten. I think right. it was 1975, 1976 or, or so, around that time the first film came out. And, and the second one would have seen him... Uh, you know, being a, you know, a couple of years older, I think there's maybe I don't know, 78, 79. Again, you, there's a thing called Google, you can use yeah. it. And in the early 80s is where we have the uh, the, the final instalment. Um, I in, mean, yeah. in the trilogy, where, you know, it's a many, many years later, and yeah, right. uh, Sam Neill, the Kiwi-born actor, right, you know, plays Damien Oman. And... Sam Neill, wonderful actor. Have no issue with him at all. But I seem to recall that the the third installment is not great. A bit like The Godfather.
0: Right, okay. Or like Jaws.
1: Oh, goodness. There's one of the installments of Jaws where the the wife of Roy Scheider's character, the one who played the policeman, Mm. um, goes to the West Indies. And the fucking shark follows her all the way down to wow. you know, the Bahamas.
0: Yeah, that's uh, that's stretching it. Mm. You know, stretching. Michael the K premise. might possibly
1: have been in one of those. That's stretching it so hard that it's going to break. No, oh, you, you're not wrong there. But I don't know how do you? I mean, you could also just treat it like the elephant in the room, and to acknowledge the elephant, that elephant called the Omen Three. There is something that is more frightening. Than being the devil incarnate, it is the reality of this thing. A bad sequel called All Men 3. Ah!
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think that's genius. Because it's kind of, you know, sending up something that you know is bad. You know, it's like the elephant in the room. Mm. It's like RuPaul will mention the lighting in the first couple of series.
1: He references just, it quite yes, a bit, yes. Just
0: to say, yes, we know how awful it is. Mm. And it's funny. Very funny. Dookie, I have a slight problem. Hippie. I've made a vow to myself never to go to the theater again. So I won't be able to see your charming musicals if I follow through on this vow that I've made to myself.
1: What if I got you free tickets? Or discounted tickets?
0: Seeing as it's you. Ah. I went to see some theater last month that was so bad that I wanted to actually chew off my face. Oh, dear. It was so terrible. And the thing was, is that the person I went with, he knew the guy that who had written the play. It was like one of these small community type things. You know, we're not talking West End here. And... So, we went to the bar afterwards, and I didn't think that we were going to bump into the guy who wrote
1: it. Oh, dear.
0: And we did. Oh. And I thought to myself, well, I won't say that it was great because I don't want to lie to people. And so, he shook my hand, and he was really sweet. And I just said, oh, you know, thank you very much for having us. And then he uttered the words, what did you think? So what did I say, Dookie? It was powerful. I said it was. Oh, see now you're really diplomatic. Why mm. didn't I say that? I lied out my asshole. I lied so hard, Dookie. I said, "Oh, it's brilliant. It's
1: the best thing that I've seen since the <laughs> Omen, the musical." Yeah, yes, yeah. I should have said that. Mm.
0: So yes, Dookie. That's when I made a vow not to, because I've had some bad theater experiences lately. So, but your musical. Mm. Yours and Mr. Schneider's and Sir Hoodly-Doodly-Weber, whatever he's called. I, I
1: think it's just a work of genius. It needs to be done, and it will be done.
0: It will, it will make this year better, Dookie.
1: I think the horror genre is not as well represented in the musical world as it could be.
0: Yeah, see, and I don't do horror because I'm one of these overly sensitive people that, you know, really get scared. Like, I won't sleep for, like, a week. So, But if it comes with a big tap dance number, fabulous. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I mean, how amazing. And romance as well, romance. You know, the devil incarnate fancies this girl, and who knows what's going to happen.
0: What actually happens in The Omen?
1: That doesn't happen, but we need to modify things for the musical. Yes.
0: Okay, so if it's a spoiler alert, you know, kind of get over it.
1: Well, I mean, what happens in... In the omen is that by the third episode Of the third instalment rather It's likely that Sam Neill's character Must be in his 40s by that stage That he's going to become president of the USA
0: Oh Dookie Let's not even go to Which could
1: be prescient
0: I was just going to say Can we just leave that on the word prescient (laughs) You know let's not Take it any farther than that Mm, Springtime Cleaning, dirty, Vickers. Mm. The kid grows up to be Sam Neil. Correct. I see. Okay. I found that movie very frightening. I mean, well, I haven't even seen all of it because it was so scary. Mm, mm. I saw Poltergeist. I've seen, I don't know why I've seen Poltergeist so much, but that movie is really scary. Especially (laughs) since you know that on the set, on the actual real set, terrible things were happening. True. Like the little girl died. Mm. The one who played the older sister died. And then speaking of sequels to that, have you seen Poltergeist 3?
1: Mm, no, I didn't realize a third... I didn't
0: know there was one.
1: ...a third film had been made. Oh,
0: my God, you need to see Poltergeist, poltergeist 3.
1: Poltergeist 3, nobody from the original's alive. Yeah,
0: well, no, exactly. And there's an old man in that who's kind of like the poltergeist in human form. And I don't know who that actor is, but... He is not even human. I mean, I think they really went to the bowels of hell to hire this guy. He was like 98 then. Mm. And, you know, he can't be alive anymore. He was so old. And he, uh, you know, like he would walk up this beautiful suburban street, like whistling, like some cheery song. Oh, see, that I've got a a, chill going down my spine just describing it. And, oh. I watched that movie when I was just a kid and I was like, this is the scariest thing I've ever seen in my life. So, you know, they could, maybe they could do a musical in Poltergeist,
1: they're here. They're here. Oh my God, they are near. You know that kind of thing.
0: it just comes naturally. <sighs> and that to you, was a bit it?
1: ropey, let's face it, but I'll keep it in there.
0: Did you see the movie The Entity? That that was
1: scary. I vaguely remember a scene uh, in which a naked woman was being possessed yeah, was by an invisible it presence. Was
0: I, I guess in the eighties, Poltergeist were big. Uh,
1: Listen, they never went out of fashion. (laughs) I guess
0: they never went out of fashion. Uh, Yeah, Dookie, uh, musicals, I think you need to get in on this whole little trend here.
1: Eh, Christ, it's a poltergeist! Wow. And one thing that came rather unexpectedly to a good friend of ours is a change of office with a difference. This
0: poor person. yes. I mean, yes. talk about a demotion.
1: Oh, with the emphasis on the word motion.
0: Dookie, mm. this friend of yours, so they've worked for this, you know, and it's weird because it's kind of in the world of academia too. Yes, it is. There must be something about working in it, and I love academia. Mm. But there must be something about working in it that is just turns people. I mean
1: examining what happened to our mutual friend and we will we will get there you know work with us we are on a journey to tell you what happened to this poor guy's office it might be a blessing sylvia that you didn't get that job if this guy's experience is anything to to go with
0: yes that is very true
1: it's a neighboring academic institution that he works for a short walk away.
0: So he's worked there for a long time. A long while, yes. And he works in the catering department. Absolutely. And he's had an
1: office for a long time. Many moons, you're double digits in terms of years.
0: And you would think that you wouldn't necessarily need a cater- an office for catering. But, you know, I guess when you're ordering supplies and there's a lot of paperwork that goes Absolutely. on. Absolutely.
1: And also there are different sites scattered around this particular campus that he's right. responsible for. So that in itself, in terms of maintaining accounts, and you're having meetings with uh, potential suppliers, anything and everything involved with running a restaurant, really. Yes, okay. You know, needs to be kept in in the office, and and the office is is an important place. Yes. Mm.
0: So then... They went through a restructure. Yes. This particular
1: department. Indeed. Just uh, following the granting of investors in people status, which is all about companies being very centered around the needs of their employees.
0: Yes, I've worked for a lot of organizations who do that. You have to go through a lot of stuff to get investors in people mm. because you have to show how invested you are in the people that work for you. Indeed. And this place...
1: Is is invested in in their employees in a different kind of way. They added something special to this person's working environment.
0: I don't even know what the hell that means. What what the hell does that mean?
1: Okay, the short version of the story is this poor person's office was moved, and the new location is a locker inside a, a lavatory. I mean, basically, from the toilet seat, you can see the locker and the little desk where our dear friend has his business belongings. They he was moved to a toilet.
0: They took him out of his office
1: or added a toilet to his to the new cubicle.
0: And they they put a toilet in it. No, they, they right. So they moved him out of his office. Yes, and they moved him into the bathroom. <laughs> Yes. And it's got a locker in it.
1: Yes. The locker is where he keeps all of the the paperwork. There might be a filing cabinet next to it.
0: Wait. So his office, Mm. it has an actual toilet in it. Yes. Does it have a sink? Yes. It has a sink. Yes.
1: It's a fully functioning lav. WC.
0: Does it it have a hair, uh, not a hair dryer, a hand dryer? Oh,
1: that I don't know. Okay. That I don't know. He filmed, he did a, a selfie video. Yeah. In which, you know, he you know, he says hello, you see himself. Yeah. He then pans to where his locker is. Nice. And then slowly and very beautifully, and, and for you know, doing this through the arts of selfies, very impressive. The camera pans its way over his other shoulder, and you see it, the toilet in all of its ceramic majesty. Oh
0: my god. Good golly gosh. And then
1: he narrated this bit of footage. Yeah. And said, you know, people literally shit in my office. Oh, His my words.
0: Go- uh, so- yeah. So they said to him, uh, good morning. Mm. Uh, y- y- just a little heads up. Mm. Uh, you've got a new office. Correct. And let us just show you where it is. Mm. And he says, that's OK, I already know it because I use it all the time.
1: I'm not entirely sure how familiar he was with that particular facility. Right. Yeah, maybe on a different floor. I get the idea that he was moved to another floor. So this wasn't um, what the Canadians call a, a washroom that was familiar to him. So he went to, you know, go to, you know, office 2B or go to, you know, the first door on the right downstairs. Right. Um
0: and, and then he arrives and office.
1: then the toilet is there and then sees, wow. sees the locker
0: and
1: which is weird because you know just for people for mere pedestrians who want to use the toilet you're then looking at someone's personal belongings so does he have a desk uh that he only panned so much i mean i think there might be a, an area to sort out paperwork
0: an area to sort out paperwork <laughs> yeah. that sounds like a euphemism. <laughs> i need to go sort out my paperwork
1: hey i need to drop some kids up at the pool Ah, that's funny i need to sort out some paperwork
0: oh my god yes so how long has he worked there for
1: again double digits years
0: double digits yes
1: double digits a long time a long time
0: are they trying to drive him out of the place or something
1: lord only knows dookie he works in catering yes
0: I don't know if toilets and making food for people. I mean,
1: listen, for the record, he isn't preparing food in there, but he not. might be preparing invoices. And again, that is not a euphemism.
0: This is, So, it, my office becomes like a whole euphemism.
1: Absolutely. So, I need to go and uh, visit the euphemism.
0: So, let, I think we need to role play this out.
1: Absolutely.
0: So... Let's yeah. Let's role play this out. Okay, so indeed. Let's pretend that it's your office.
1: So that I I am now the, the friend our mutual friend yes who's the subject of so, this wonderful so your office cha- you know conversation yes, yes.
0: It's now the bathroom. Mm. Okay,
1: so let's do this. I'm prepared for this. I'm. Let's do it. Yes. Okay. And
0: scene. Mr. Dookie.
1: Yeah, are you OK?
0: Mr. Dookie, I've got a little bit of a personal problem. And okay. I was wondering, it's just that I've just found out that my partner is cheating on me. and uh, oh, oh dear. I was just wondering if we could talk privately in your office. Uh,
1: we can go and uh, and have a chat in the office, of course. Um, the, the only caveat is uh, somebody's going to be accompanying us there and he's going to take a shit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, like that. <laughs> yeah. You know, y- y- there's got to be others, right? Let Let's.
1: Well, I just imagine that he's in the office. He's you know going through his locker, digging out some purchase orders to yeah. to you know, to hand over to accounts. So he you know he's in there. Oh, well, I'm in there. I'm yeah. in there. You know, going through my purchase orders. I need to give them to accounts. I'm sifting through my paperwork, and then suddenly there's a, a knock at the door. Uh, yes. Um, excuse me. Yes, M- Mr. Dookie? Yes. Yes. Do you have those purchase orders that we need urgently? Oh, uh, I, I do indeed, uh, and I'd love to yes, give them to you. Yes, I really need to have them now. Right. Uh, I am happy to give them to you, but uh, I just need to wait for somebody to finish taking a big shit.
0: Ew. Yeah. That's that's uh, good. Mm. Le- let's try. Let's try this one. Mm. Can we try this one? Yes.
1: Yes, come in.
0: Uh, Mr. Dookie. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry to bother you. I know you're having a meeting there in your office. Mm. But, uh, as you know, uh, lately I've been doing this kind of vegan, high fiber deal. Oh, well done. And right now I really need to, uh, use your office. Oh,
1: okay, right. Yeah, let's, uh, yes, please come in.
0: That's pretty. Do you like the, the the big quotes that are around that? Use your office. Uh,
1: that is in itself a new euphemism.
0: Do you maybe we could get Irene involved in this.
1: Oh, of course. Uh, where is she still downstairs? She's been very quiet. I'll go get her. She's she having a nap?
0: Yeah, did I hear my name?
1: Hello, Irene. Hello.
0: Happy, Happy Easter. Where the hell have
1: you been? I've been around the world and everywhere.
0: You're looking like a... Otty otty. Oh, goodness. Sylvia's brief, me.
1: Yes. Are you ready to take part in this theatrical production? Think so. Dukey's office.
0: I need to put it on, Dukey. I can put it on when I need to. Oh,
1: that goes without saying.
0: Okay, so you need to do the ringy-ringy phony-phony
1: noise. A ring-ring. A ring-ring.
0: Yeah. Ring. Mr. Dookie's office, how may I help you?
1: Oh, hello. I'd like to speak with Andy Dookie Dookie if he's around, please.
0: Yes, of course, sir. May I tell him he's calling?
1: Oh, it's Armitage Sourbutts.
0: Oh, okay, Mr. Sourbutts. I'll just put your food to his toilet. I mean, office. Nice. Nice. Dookie, the best part about that little setup there was you saying, uh, you're trying to think of the name of the person who's calling. What's a toilety first name?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Listen, I didn't go for Armoured Shanks, but... Okay,
0: Dookie, you're done with me then. Yes. Okay, I'm going to go now. Okay. um, Okay, fine.
1: While you're downstairs, uh, some tea wouldn't go, Miss Irene.
0: No, I don't... um, For you, Dookie, i will do anything. Lovely. Anything at all. I like it
1: strong, though... Milk no sugar, please.
0: Okay, cause yeah. you're sweet
1: enough, isn't you? Oh, I'm sweet enough as the hamster. That voice is appearing quite a bit in this episode. <laughs> it, 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 it is. Uh, while Irene's making the tea, I fancy changing roles. I'm yeah. tired of being dookie.
0: Yeah, can I can I, Are be, you up dookie? For being yeah, I be dookie? Yeah, I want to be dookie.
1: Excellent. Um oh, here's one. Yeah. Dukey, listen, I just went up to the the cafeteria to eat my lunch. It's too fucking crowded in there. Any chance I can go to your office to to eat my lunch?
0: Uh, Yeah, I mean, you would be more than welcome to eat your lunch in my office, except that right now, somebody's taking a shit in there. Oh. Um... Dookie, uh, yes. m- Mr. Dookie, yes. I- I- I'm so sorry to bother you. I- I'm glad- so glad we bumped into you. Mm. Um, we were just going to have a meeting, me, me, me and these uh, two other, my two colleagues here, and the meeting room's been double booked, and oh dear. I- I'm so sorry to impose. I was just wondering if we could use your office, It'd only be for an hour or so.
1: Uh, no, no, no. I-, I plan on going to my office and having a huge shit in there. Oh.
0: <laughs> See, like, you know, like that
1: kind of. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: Wow. This mm. is the, the thing about this, Dookie, was when I heard about it, I thought that it was hilarious. Mm. So I kind of did a little post about it on social media. Mm-hmm. Some people got really upset on his on on this person's behalf.
1: Yeah, workers' rights. Yeah,
0: like people were like going to take it to the streets in the states and everything. Mm. And I was kind of like, oh yeah, actually, it is. It is pretty bad, but it's also really funny.
1: It is funny, and also it's important to say that. I mean, our mutual friend is good humored about it although it is really disturbing i mean the the selfie footage which you saw which yes. inspired the post
0: i want to see this footage now
1: oh well we'll show it to you afterwards it's it's beautifully filmed and bless it's all true
0: it's completely true and the people uh, so i had to think to myself oh yeah i guess it is bad but, you know, sometimes bad things are funny, too. Absolutely. Tragedy really plus funny. time. Yes, exactly. And because of the person who it happened to, what's he going to do? He found it funny as well. Mm. What's he
1: going to do? Oh, I mean, what? I mean, work a, in a toilet. Basically, yeah.
0: You know? Yeah. yeah. Work, you know, at least, you know, you got it right there.
1: I mean, the sad reality of it all is that at some stage he will be asked to, you know, get the purchase order, the you know, the accounts for... You know, the last quarter of 2018 and somebody may be having a huge dump in there. Yeah, well, listen, delaying his, you know,
0: you know, as you people know, I'm protests. no I'm no Pollyanna sunshine, right? Mm. OK, you know, we've we've got the lovely Sylve here for that. I have to you know, you got to look on the bright side of this thing. I worked in a building the other week that was so security conscious that I couldn't get out
1: Right. Of the building. You needed to show identification yeah, to me. Yeah, I couldn't
0: get out. And so I would have been happy to have, you know, be able to go for a piss, right? And the, Because even going to the toilet was. It, I got locked into the toilet. Deary me. Because I went to the bathroom at, at break to go to the loo, right? As, you, As you, do. you do. Duh. And I didn't realize that you needed your visitor pass to get out. So I had left my visitor path. So I was trying to, and I was like, oh, my God, this is so embarrassing. So I'm, like, smooshing my face up against the glass in the door and, like, knocking on the door. Let me out. For somebody to let me out.
1: Oh, dear.
0: And you know, the funny thing was that a few days later, I worked in a prison right? And you know, like an actual prison with mm. prisoners. An actual prison. The
1: animals, the yeah, animals. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, love chep, it. Yeah, God,
0: call. except it was a men's prison. So, oh, I was, oh, yeah, I know. Oh, I was totally fantasy, bummed out. I know, because I was really there. wanting crazy eyes. Mm. But anyway, I worked, for a, uh, worked at a prison. The prison was less security conscious than just this office building.
1: Can you give us a little hint? If this office, it's not a, a catering office here, now, at a university in london is no
0: it? they're just like an uh they're uh what are they they're the council
1: oh right so it's a council office yeah
0: I they understand. have more security than right. the prison like the prison nobody told me that i needed my passport to get mm. in and and i didn't think i was kind of stupid or photo
1: id yeah mm. yeah
0: so so i said to them oh god you know i don't have a driver's license and and, and nobody told me i needed my passport and they went eh, yeah you're all right and you know it's <laughs> like fine
1: at a prison you could get I into the facility with no photo ID <laughs> yeah. at this council office, yeah, you couldn't leave the toilet. I couldn't get
0: out of the toilet. Because
1: you didn't have the proper pass card yeah. thingy. Yeah,
0: yeah. Wow. And I was like, fuck, man, what am I going to do? Oh. Right? So, oh. yeah. Oh. So that's, you know, to your friend it, with the toilety office, you know, maybe be grateful. Because, you know... At least it's convenient.
1: At least he can leave. Yeah. Whereas, you know, spare a thought for somebody who, what scares me is, you know, here in the UK and around the world, you know, it's a long weekend. Yeah. And it makes me wonder at these council offices. Yeah. Is there somebody who's, you know, stuck in there who can't get out? Oh, there'll
0: be people in there right now.
1: Yeah. Spending all of Easter.
0: Yeah. Four days. Oh. Yeah.
1: Oh. That's a resurrection I wouldn't want to witness.
0: That's no, pretty scary, Dookie.
1: Well, that is indeed your lot. The donut diversions, Omen, the musical, and toilets that have been turned into offices yet remain open to the public for the, well, a place for fecal discharge and uh, urination. It's quite the holy triumvirate, isn't it? And fitting on the special resurrection edition. My name is Dukey, and I've been your host. Until next time, may the worst of tomorrow be the best of yesterday. Thanks for listening. Half a pound of tuppenny rice, half a pound of treacle. That's the way the money goes.
0: Pop goes the weasel.
1: Titanage Facebook ww.facebook.com Forward slash The Dukey Radio Show The Dukey Radio Show The Thin White Dukey is right click your way to the Dukey Radio Show Facebook page www.facebook.com forward slash the dookie radio show the Dukey radio show the Dukey radio show walking
0: in the winter wonderland the oh no wait wait it ain't that is it is it dookie it's a different one it's the one with the bunnies and the eggs and all that and the chocolate in it Yo oh, no, don't you have chocolate at the Christmassy one? No, but, you still, but this is more chocolate, eh? It's all about the chocolate, eh, and the bunny and all that stuff. Except that it's sunny out and it's warm, so it's not winter wonderland, is it? Is it, Dookie? No, it's not. It's the one with the bunny and the ears
1: and all that, isn't it?